Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. Hello. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. How are you? A little sad. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Wait, why are you sad? I don't know. I just said that. I'm not really that sad. <laughs> I'm a little sad. Well, I'm a little sad that the um, the Republicans didn't, uh, not a single Republican in the House voted this morning to formalize the impeachment inquiry. Oh. So, yeah. That Well, that's you can be sad for that. Well, Maybe I just, you're just sad and you don't know why, but really, subconsciously, that's why. It is pretty, it is pretty sad that a lot of them were calling for to formalize the process. Saying right. We don't, we don't disagree with the process. We just want it formalized. So when the vote came to formalize the process none of them voted for it It, it's it's just doubles it's doubles games dude they're playing games everyone's playing games yeah so all the stuff that they said well like it's because it's not formalized the like the formal rules of the all the formal rules of an impeachment inquiry don't have to be followed but now that it's formal like so we want it formalized we want the vote right so the vote came and none of them voted for it it's just then just say you don't support impeachment. Just right. come out and say that, but you won't. Mm, you just play these stupid these stupid games. Well, I didn't know that, so I'm not really that sad. Okay, well that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, like we were talking about texting a little bit about what we were gonna chat about, and I'm like, dude, I've been like out of the loop on all this business. Yeah. But that's okay. You have I'm have you to teach me all the ways. No. But then it's all filtered through you, and then you're just controlling my mind. That's true. That's you're okay, only, though. You only get yeah, you're only getting it from my from my source. But we're about to have a battle royale. Are we? I don't know. Oh, uh, we'll I feel, see. I feel we'll like see. I feel like you and I might. I don't know. Actually, I don't know how you feel about Snowden because we didn't really talk about it. But right. I don't know. I, in my mind, I felt like you're going to disagree with me. Oh, I can't so. wait! I can't wait. Well, what else is new? Catch up with me. Well, um, Blazers. Had a oh. three and one. Had a three and one road trip. Yeah, they didn't look particularly great. Yeah. in any of the games, but hey, they're three and one. Don't nip. Don't nip. Are you are you back wins. on the the bandwagon now? No, I think if they played a better, the weather's been good. It, the weather has been good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the weather uh. has been very nice. It's been cold in the mornings. No, I meant like for the Blazers getting wins, dude. Oh yeah, like, well, fair th- weather fan. Three. Oh, gotcha. I hear you mean. <laughs> Not actual weather. It's oh, it's been an early it's been I'm an early morning. I'm just kidding you. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty. You have, dude. What's going on? Why didn't you play with me? Well, my headset's not working. Get a new headset. I will. I've been so I've been using a Discord app with people from my work. Oh, and, uh, and so that I can just talk through my phone, dude. So okay, kind of cool. It is kind of cool, but then you can't hear the is the Discord app through the Xbox. I can't get the so the uh, chat? Microsoft has a host for Discord called Quarrel. Mm-hmm. And I can't get it to work. Oh, so I just use it. Well, out why are you chatting outside of the Xbox? Because I'm playing with people who have PC. Oh, that's kind of tight. Mm-hmm. Well, I know who one person you're not playing with. You. Yeah. Yeah. I got on. And now there was I'm like, sad. There was like, now I'm sad. There was like 12 random people in there in the group. The they weren't day. random. None of those people I recognized. Really? No. I've they never, were all I've, my friends. I've never dude. played with a single one of those people. Jesse was in there. I didn't see Dimitri Jesse. was in there. I didn't. Uh, well, I didn't, I've, I've never played with yeah. Dimitri. Jeff, uh, Jeff from who's on Knuckle Draggers was in there. Him. I've played with with Jesse, his brother. They were in there. I didn't see. I didn't. Wigged? Wow, I didn't see, dude. I didn't see Wigged Dad. In wow. There. Anyways, I was I didn't bummed. see. I, I was. was I looked at all of those ten gamer tags and I didn't recognize a single one of them. 
They didn't even show you online for me. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's because I have myself hidden. I had this one random dude who I used to work with just years ago. Just block him. He just kept sending me and kept spamming me. Like, um, did I tell you about that? Like, we were playing one day and he just, dude, literally just fell asleep on me twi- like, yes, twice. Yes, you did tell me about that. He was that. just snoring through his microphone. <laughs> and I didn't want to, like, block like, him. Yeah. Instead of blocking everybody else, I just showed it so it made it just look like I was offline. Well, if you block him, it'll look like you're offline. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and change that. God, dude, I played around this morning. Did you? Yeah. I played a bunch last night. Have what you are you st- playing? Uh, mostly Team Deathmatch okay. and Domination. Are you playing Realism? No. It's pretty tight. Is that hardcore? It's like hardcore. There's no HUD, but uh-huh. I think the deaths are a little quicker. Okay. But That's... not like one-shot kill. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. Because I'm having a really hard time with... Dude, that game is frustrating. It, it's it's a hard game. It's hard, dude. Yeah, I just went a lot of search and destroy last night with, uh-huh. with my friends from work, and we were doing really well. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, I'm pissed, dude. I, I like Domination because people can't camp really in Domination. So many campers in multiplayer, dude, yeah. and, and uh, Deathmatch. Well, just because there's so many levels. Like, you can just sit in a window. It's obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'll get, like, a sight line, like, down a street yeah. and sit there. But when guys are camping in the corner of a room... Ooh, makes me want to and punch the, my TV. The footsteps like are super kid. loud. So, so loud. People even without headphones can hear you coming. Yeah. 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 And I was like, dude, isn't there like a dead silence or something? And there is a perk, but you have to, it'll, 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 you can only turn it on for a little bit. Yeah. It's like a temporary perk. It's not like the old Modern Warfare where that was like a. We perk. sound so cool right now. <laughs> anyway. It's, it's a fun. It's a fun. I'm it is fun. fun dude, have it. you played Ground War yet? I haven't. Chaos. I heard dude. it sucks. I liked it. Did you? Okay, I, you're the first person I've talked to. I only liked, liked it because I only played it for like 10 minutes by myself. Mm-hmm. But I drop into a map and there's just war, dude. And so I just see I'm running and I see a guy run across. I'm like, oh, okay. So I shoot him and then I shoot another guy and shoot another guy. And then I get an uh, airstrike. And then I see, I hear this just like, doom. And I look up, and on top of this mountain is this tank just firing down on everybody. And it's a—it's the other team's tank. So I just look at him and, like, marked my airstrike just for that spot. So it blew up his mm-hmm. tank, and I got a double kill. And Nice. Little suckers camping up on the hill. With a tank? Yeah. Yeah, jerks. I don't know. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I, 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 I would imagine if we got, like, 12 people like I had mm-hmm. in the party the other night yeah. all in one game, it would be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Have you played the campaign at all? No. The campaign. You know I don't play Dude, campaigns. The, the campaign is 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 next level. I it, heard it's amazing. It pushes the boundaries of. It was like remember when Halo's campaign came up and it just changed the way everybody thought about video games. Yeah. This is going to revolutionize the content that gets put. Like, like no the the the, the level no Russian in Modern Warfare Three when mm-hmm. you play as the Russians that go through the airport, and that, that was kind, pretty that intense. Kind of, that kind of push the envelope yeah. of content that can be played in video games yeah this is going to this takes a step further yeah i it's keep hearing i need to play in, it. it's pretty insane it's it's worth just the first three episodes alone mm-hmm. will be like you're like what the f i mean i've had moments playing the campaigns in the previous ones where i've been like whoa like even the even the the airport mm-hmm. i'm just like holy shit dude yeah so or the end of what was it two when he like slides the gun to you on the ground and then you grab it all slow mo and turn and pop the dude. Oh, or was that one? That was one. Yeah. Oh no, in two. I thought it was two. Yeah, one and two. You do the same. You kind of do the same thing in one and two. Anyways, I haven't yeah. played it, but it looks freaking dope. Yeah. Did you play co-op? 
I haven't played co-op. I heard yet. co-op's awesome too. I have to. I tried to do it last night with two guys I was playing with, but they, um, but it says I didn't have the the spec ops. You got to download it. Yeah. It's free. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's part of the game. I just waited so long to download everything the first time. Yeah. It was like a seven hour, eight hour download. What? Maybe it wasn't that long, but I started it at probably 10 the night before when I left for work at nine the next morning, it was still like downloading. Jeez. Mine was a few hours like that, but it's massive. Yeah. The first night, Friday night, I went and picked it up Friday morning, started installing it, went to work because I play every Friday night, Mm -hmm. came home, and that's when you saw us all in the party, and all the old guys, Jason and Jesse, and Jesse's going to listen to this, sorry, (laughs) bunch of old morons, couldn't figure out their game, they didn't download it soon enough, so... There's only like three of us playing the actual game. Oh, he said that, but then I yeah. saw twelve people in the chat. And I yeah, was like, I was like, it was so random. Gotta, I'm like, there's got to be no room for me then. So then I just we weren't even playing. Oh, that's... there, there was Zindo was playing Fortnite. Another guy was playing Black Ops Four. Oh, really? And Jesse, me, and Dimitri were playing Modern Warfare. But everyone was just in there chatting. I'll pick up a new mic tonight. It was kind of fun. I'll pick up a new mic tonight. So if you, if you want to play like tomorrow, if you guys are playing tomorrow. Well, okay. So he, the private chat hasn't been working when we open tri- private chats. Okay. For some reason, everybody's been having to reset their Xboxes or their NAT types hmm. because it, it'll it just, for Jesse, for me, for everyone, the chat hasn't been working. Oh, then maybe that's why I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. The last on. time I used it, it worked. Right. So I don't know why. If you look, it'll say like disconnected. Yeah. And we're like, what yeah, that's, cr- that's what mine's Yeah. Saying. It's I don't know why Xbox's chat is doing that. So we've all been in game chatting. But I can hear you guys. I just yeah. couldn't talk. Oh, that's weird. I don't know about so, that. So maybe mine is yeah. broke. But we've so all I, been doing in game chats. Because you kept then. yelling at me, you're like Jake, and I was like, I'm saying something. And oh, then it took me a like, It took me like five minutes to realize that you guys couldn't hear me. Yeah. So then I just backed out because oh, I couldn't figure it out. So made me sad. I'll just buy a new one to, to make sure that it works. You're missing out, dude. Or you guys could just download. Um, discord well we could but the problem is is i want to be able to hear the game i don't play through the tv oh i do i know because i have cheap headphones i know so buy a decent pair of headphones it's like a hundred bucks what dude you know These what? Were, you my just... game were 50 your your gamer ones were 50 mm-hmm. okay i thought they were more when i went to go buy they're like 50 bucks for the cheap xbox like those stock ones that they come with when i I'll show you what I got. When They're you, at Walmart for fifty, for forty six or something. When you and I went, and you, me, and Matt used to play Overwatch all yeah. the time, I, and I had to go buy a new headset. Yeah, like the the stock gamer ones from Game Crazy were, were like fifty bucks. Game Crazy or GameStop or whatever. <laughs> Game Crazy used to be. It's a, a whole thing. new era, Jay. And Hollywood, everything's got cheap remember headphones Hol- now. Hollywood Video on Seventy uh, Eighth Street had a Game Crazy in it. No, I didn't live up here, dude. That's right. Um, I went. Did I? Oh, I didn't tell you. Maybe I saw it. Maybe you saw it. But I, when I went to the, um, what's it called? At, uh, in Bend, the, the Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. I mean, it felt like the skeleton of a Blockbuster because mm-hmm. it was kind of like empty. But just, I missed that experience. Do they actually have movies in there? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And part of the fun was always just going and like getting old movies. Yeah, video connections on Highway 99. Oh, don't even. Dude, that had all of the old movies. You know how much money I spent there? Way too much money, dude. Mm-hmm. Way too much. Um, It's closed now, yeah? It is, yeah. Yeah, that bummed me out because I would always go there and just buy like Blu-rays for like 10 bucks all the time. 
Yeah. All the time. It was so good. Now the only place to get movies is like Walmart's bargain bin. Yeah. Because even Fred, a lot of the Fred Myers have stopped really carrying a lot of their Well, movies. Blu-rays are so expensive. I did just buy... Have you seen... Uh, what is that movie? A Scanner Darkly? Probably not. Mm-mm. Yeah. I just bought that um, from Amazon for like 10 bucks. Oh, and then the week before that, I bought Interstellar on Blu-ray for like Interstellar 10 bucks. Interstellar is a good movie. So good. That's a really good movie. Um, so I'm going to watch The Scanner Darkly. Jen marathoned the John Wick movies. Okay. All three of them. <laughs> okay, so we're she watched the first one, and then she's like, do you want to watch the second one with me? And I was like, yeah, what's the first one about? And she reminds me. So we watched the second one. I'm like, oh, okay, I remember seeing this. And then she's like, is the third one available? I'm like, it's out on like DVD, but we'll just get it illegally. And uh, shh, government's listening. Um, I'll get it illegally. And so we did. Uh, we had Brent, uh, Jen's brother put it on the Plex, mm-hmm. his server. Okay. So we're watching it. We get all the way to 15 minutes left in the movie, and then it, like, stopped working. <gasps> that sucks. So now we don't know what happened. Oh, John no. <laughs> I think he sur- I, I'm going to assume he survives because there's, there's going to be a John Wick Maybe. 4. Dude, there's literally a line in John Wick 3 where he goes, guns, lots of guns. Someone goes, hey, what do you need? He goes, guns. Lots of guns in the best in like the typical Keanu Reeves. He literally says that word for word yeah. in the Matrix. Really? Yes. I go, Jen. That's a line from the Matrix, and she goes, "What?" And I looked it up, and there's like side by side on YouTube of them in sync going, "Guns, lots of guns." It's pretty funny. I think it was a nod. Yeah. But dude, have you seen the John Wicks? Mm-mm. Pretty. I mean, whatever. They're just action films but the action sequences pretty sick yeah and there's this uh fight scene with Halle Berry and she has two dogs like German Shepherds Mm -hmm. the shit they have these dogs doing is so awesome yeah like there's one point where she's like punching a guy and like up against this wall and there's a guy above her who like comes up out of nowhere with a gun and then she like whistles for the dog and the dog runs and jumps off her back and then scales up the wall and then bites the guy because have you ever seen dogs like scale yeah, walls? Uh-huh. It did that. Really? It's like a stunt dog. Wow. <coughs> it was awesome. I have to watch those videos. I mean, they're corny, but in their action well, films. They're, but. Yeah, they're they're a cult classic because they're so over the top yeah, with yeah. their action. Um, what was oh the uh, the one mutual the one mutual person that we know? Do you remember the? Do you remember the comment about them going to go see John Wick three in the movie theaters and are just like, oh, yes. the grotesque, yes, like, yes, like, just being super pretentious about it? Like, what do you think you're going to go see when yeah. you went to go John Wick three? I don't know if you're planning on going and seeing John Wick, but ugh, so much blood and fighting. It's like, uh, in no, no story. It's not supposed <laughs> to have a story. I mean, it's just got like, a pretty tight story. I mean, okay, not the first one, but it, once you get into like the depths of the like organization and stuff it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting i just hope that they don't go the way of the um of resident evil where it just got so like the umbrella what what was the umbrella uh-huh. ex- corporation and all this it just got so over. yeah it just got to the point where it became a caricature of itself i gotcha there's still some mystery behind the Is overarching there, okay. like organization but i don't know it's kind of fun to watch yeah Sometimes you're like, oh, God, he literally like stabs a dude through the eye. As long as the CGI is, <laughs> they spend money on the CGI. I think the only CGI really is just the blood splatter. Okay. Yeah. 
Because some of those movies, they look so fake. It, they, they, they it looks pretty good. It doesn't look lived in at all. And that's one of my biggest issues with the Avengers movies. Especially mm. like Thor Ragnarok when they're fighting in um, what's Thor's home like city thing? I don't remember. As- Asgard. Asgard. Yeah. Okay. They're fighting in Asgard. And <sighs> dude, it just looks so it just looks so bad. Like the contrast between the everything that they're writing on. Yeah. Using yeah. everything just it just dude, it looks oversaturated. It's a god, dude. He's a god. It's gotta be like glimmery, shiny, and wonderful. Okay. I don't know. I just You didn't like Ragnarok? I didn't I I haven't not liked really any of the event any Did of the you event. watch Ragnarok? I watched like half of it. And you didn't like it? I watched like the second half. Oh my it was, god. It was like on the, it was on in the background at a friend's house that I was at and I don't know. I I have to watch. I I'm trying to get myself to watch. Dude, them. it's so good. I need if anybody who listens has Iron Man three. I think I have Iron Man three. Let me borrow it because that's that's where I've left off. Okay, that one sucks. Okay, but I need to watch it. I guess I'm not the kind of person that's just going to skip around and watch them out of order. I have to watch them in order. I need I need yeah. I need Iron Man three, and that should get me back on track. Because what's after Iron Man three? I don't know. Okay, I'll look it up. I'm sure yeah. someone has a list of them in order. Yeah, yeah. But it's Iron Man three is the one that I left off on because I watched. Um, so I watched uh, Winter Soldier, and then Iron Man three is after that, and I didn't get to it. Iron Man three is after Winter Soldier. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember. <laughs> oh gosh, you got you got to watch them, dude. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. That's good. You got to get on it. Shame so, on you. Do you think Blazers, dude? When you did you see? Um, I watched White, highlights. Did you watch Whiteside go down? I saw him hyperextend his knee. Oh, so when I was, I was like, watching I the hate highlights, basketball. when I was watching the highlights, it was somebody got an and one when it happened, mm-hmm. and I saw Whiteside like grab his knee and go down, and then it just cut to the next highlight, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Because he finished the game. Yeah. yeah. So then I go and Google, and I'm like, Whiteside, and it's like injury, and then I'm like, "What the hell?" So I started like scrambling to find a video of what happened, and then it showed it, and then the rest of the highlight, he was in the highlights, and yeah. I was like, "Wait." And he was effective down the stretch in the four. It looked like, like he it. Had, he had three good buckets. Yeah, down the sneaky down low, dude. dude he's like got that. really good touch. Yeah, I wish they'd go to him more in the post. Me too. There was one where Dame gets the ball in the le- like on he Dame gets the ball up top, go goes to the left wing, mm-hmm. and then um, you can see Whiteside get both of his feet perfectly planted inside the paint. Mm-hmm. They, he you can hear him yell, "Dame!" Dame zips the pass into him on the inlet, one step inside dribble, fading like fade away mm-hmm. hook shot, mm-hmm. dude, just gorgeous. I think I saw like, it on the highlights. He gets those positions. He gets deep, dude. He does get deep. I've feel like they need to go to him more. Yeah, I agree. I love that inside-out game. Mm-hmm. And he knows. Oh, but everyone was like, I saw one tweet. It was like, Dame drives, kicks to uh, Aminu. Oh, and a miss. Oh, wait. That was last year. Kicks to Rodney Hood. It's good. <laughs> I so, was like, oh. It's so true. How many times do you see Dame down the stretch drive, get three to collapse on him, kick out to a wide-open shooter, and clank from Mo? CJ from three has been so good he's been shooting i think he's shooting like 45 percent. yeah season. there's yeah. one play last night where he drives dame drives and double hand like over the head pass No, that was anthony simons are you sure to cj well simons did the same thing to who to cj oh maybe it was him either way it was just this beautiful overhead pass right to cj and it was just like oh. and simons looked good too you still hating uh no he looked pretty good he doesn't he doesn't pass he doesn't pass but when he pulls up 
when when they when Dame's off the court, there it's all ISO ball. I know it's annoying, but it works because he has CJ and and Fernie, who are the two guards on the floor usually yeah. at that point. They can they can spread the floor with the shoot with shooters because mm-hmm. like usually that second unit is going to be Scal and um, until Collins gets back, but Scal, Baysmore, um, and are like his, fidgeting and, over there and like his own, yeah. <laughs> and they can, and, they, and those guys are good enough shooters that yeah. they can space the floor. For I love Hazonia's like slash mentality. He's always cutting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so good. No, this team is super talented. They should have beat San Antonio, but they also shouldn't have beaten Dallas. So it's like, yeah. How about them Warriors, dude? Dude, um, it's probably the best. I was just listening to Cowherd on the way in, uh-huh. and he made a good point that this could be like Curry's injury yeah. could be like the best thing to happen to the Warriors. Why? Because one. They're not gonna. They're gonna be terrible now. They're gonna yeah. be a lottery team. Yeah. So they can sit Curry for a whole year, let him rest. And Clay. And Clay. Mm-hmm. They come back next year with a lottery young, talented player. Mm-hmm. They can shop D'Angelo Russell at the trade deadline because mm-hmm. they're just gonna tell D'Angelo go get buckets. Mm-hmm. They can maximize his production and his trade oh, value. You were saying. Move him for more for another asset. Mm-hmm. Clear that salary cap, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you've got money to spend with. Clay with your core coming back right. healthy next year. Clay Draymond Steph. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's just kind of. It almost reminds me of that year when um, David Robinson went down, mm-hmm. and they in the Spurs drafted Tim Duncan. Tim, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's kind of. It's interesting. But they won't. They they're not bad enough to be the ones like the number one overall no. pick. No. No. I don't think so either. Well, maybe. I don't know. The Suns blew him out. Yeah, Suns beat It was 47 beat on to 14 at one point. And the first quarter. Yeah. It was brutal. Well, the Suns can do that, man. They've got shooters. I don't know what's going on with the Suns, but they're stepping it up. Yeah, they're kind of like Dallas got off to the hot start last year, and then they kind of petered off. When yeah, I'm sure they will continue. How to um, defend. Yep. How to defend them. Yep. Um, Dallas is, the, is a team. That, they're 3-1, and one, but... I don't see them going particularly far. I don't really like no. the inside-out game with Doncic and Przingis. I think it's easy. To, I think it's fairly easy to defend if you have the right. Przingis is a little scary if he gets healthy though, like all the way, like feeling fresh and limber mm-hmm. and going yeah. for it. He's good. They can shoot threes. They shot fifty threes against the Blazers in that game. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Sorry about the, all the random talk. Yeah, it's all right. But We're you, friends, and really, dude. you and I really haven't had a chance to sit down and really just hang, dude. Yeah, it's been a we while. do it every week, but we don't hang. Okay, let me. Okay, so we were going to talk about Snowden, and we started. Both of us started the Rogan Pod, mm-hmm. and we didn't finish it because it was two and a half hours long. Oh, there he is. Yep, sorry. There's the guy. I have it. Yeah, I have um, it on YouTube. So, He's annoying to listen to. Stop it. He's annoying. That's where. To listen okay, to. here it comes. Here comes Fox and his Jake. <laughs> <laughs> he says this, that, and the other thing at least 10 times. Oh, does he? Yeah, when he's listing off like things that they, I don't know, just any sort of list. Yeah. He'll be like, he'll say one, like a, X, B, Y, yeah. and then this, that, or the other thing at least 10 times in the first hour. And every single time, like the first time was like, all right, second time. Come on, dude. Find a different thing. Mm-hmm. By the by, like the fifth or sixth time, it was like nails on the chalkboard for me. Dude, I hate repetitive speech. It's not his fault. How's it not his fault? Because he's just... He thinks he's the smartest dude in the room. He does. He does he's think that. He's incredibly pretentious. He is. He, I think he only has a GD or something. I don't I don't know. We talked about... Basically, he was trying to Zuckerberg um, 
he was trying to be he was trying to make himself out to be Zuck, like Zuckerberg who left Harvard to start Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like I was too smart for school. He might have been. He was in the NSA. Was he as high up as he says he was? Do I mean, we, do what we know makes you do we not know this? Him? Do we know this? I mean, I'm pretty sure here comes the skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I have a like a timeline okay. here. Okay. All right, I found the time. I think I found that same time. Oh, CNN? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And you read through it? Yeah. Okay. So what makes you question where he was? I'm not really questioning. I guess I'm not really questioning where he was. Okay, let me t- give me some thoughts on him. Other than his repetitive speech and he's he's pretentious. Okay, so I mean, let's thought, talk about the situation or thoughts on like the like what has been done. What has been done? Mm-hmm. You want my thoughts on what has been done? Yeah. Okay, I stop. He bring no. Okay, like, I've oh, far more educated than I was a week ago. Okay, I knew nothing. Okay, and it has changed how I view, but not to the extent that my mind is complete. Like, well, I, okay, like, I agree. I, I agree. I uh, since doing more research, I it's so funny because I guarantee you. That in your research, you've leaned more towards what I've been thinking. But then in my own research, I'm leaning more towards what you've been thinking. Okay. <laughs> so that's why we're in the middle. <laughs> right? Enough. Okay. So before when I knew, I'm like, this is for freedom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like dying for it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, well, okay. What he did was shady as fuck. Yeah. He still broke the law. He still stole from the government. Mm-hmm. But then I think in that doc in that conversation with Rogan, he has a great he brings up some really great discussions. He doesn't he barely talks on him from what I heard because neither of you and I finished it. But I got enough of what where he was coming from. I wanted to hear it from him mm-hmm. instead of reading something that tells me what he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to hear his story. I've heard other people's interpretations or or analysis of what he's done, but I wanted to hear it from him. Mm-hmm. So. Granted, everything he's saying is from his voice. He's exiled. He's if he comes back, he's getting arrested. Yeah. He's hiding in Russia. So is he still in Russia? Yeah, till twenty twenty, I think. Okay, I'm then pretty sure. Has, then he has to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. And now our government is, and he says it's false claims, is saying that he's working with the Russian government, which he could be, or he couldn't be. I mean, if he's in Russia. And they're giving him that kind of protection. It makes you question it. Working with or just or being friendly enough to keep him out of mm-hmm. keep him out of jail. Mm-hmm. I would say that he's probably not a mole. I right. I don't I'm not questioning that he like that he loves the United States. I do okay. th- I do okay. think that he loves his country. Yes. And he thought what he was doing was the right thing. Was the right thing. Okay. I'm not questioning okay. that. But I think because he is so pretentious okay and he has such an ego yeah that he didn't stop to think what he was the kind of ramifications what that what he was doing could could negatively impact his country okay so what were the negative ramifications well so because that's one thing he brings up so the one thing that i i i disliked was that he took that information okay and then he felt that he was the more rightful and trustee of that Mm -hmm. information than the federal government okay and then he just thinks it's he felt it was on him Mm -hmm. to pick and choose which journalists he then gave that information to okay in his the way he defended it yes i thought was the same thing that he was critiquing the federal government for doing okay what's that he was saying that 
so what I, I heard to him mm-hmm. say when John, in an interview with John Oliver mm. was he's like, well, so I, he, he stole that information. Mm-hmm. He had that information on him and then he gave it to different journalists for them to disperse um, responsibly. Right. He said, I don't trust myself, mm-hmm. but I trust these guys. Well, the New York Times published some unredacted stuff that mm-hmm. ended up having negative ramifications for the Iraq war. And it, I don't know what, what the fallout was from it, but they alluded to that it had it had a really negative ram, really negative ramification and it had something to do with intel from, from Iraq. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when John Oliver pressed him on it and he said, well, the journal, he said, in journalism, there's going to be mistakes and you just have to understand that um, that that, comes with the territory and you try to not do it but it's humans and they make and they make mistakes and things are going things are going to happen well isn't that the same thing where he's like the federal government we they get they gather all of this information and it's fine as long as we as long as like it's i think he uses this analogy is like if they have a you're trusting that they're going to hold they're holding a gun to your head and saying we're not going to pull the trigger trust us mm-hmm. and he's basically saying like the federal government has all this information and we have to, and they're telling us to trust them with that information with that information and the gathering of that information and they're not going to turn and do something bad with it mm-hmm. but isn't that the same like so then he's defending himself using that same logic saying i gave this to those journalists but trust me. and trusting them mm-hmm. and trust me i gave them to the right people right you're doing the same thing as the federal you did the exact same thing that you're criticizing the federal government for doing okay continue that being said <laughs> There was a lot that the government has the capability of doing mm-hmm. that I either a didn't think about, mm-hmm. thank God, or, or didn't know they had the capability of because, like, I never thought that when I send an email, it can ping off of a London server mm-hmm. and then come back into the United States. So, so you and I were emailing each other, mm-hmm. and I'm in D, like I'm in like the, on the East Coast and you're on the West Coast, and it has the way it travels, it has to go to London server and then back in. Because it let that fit that email, technically left the United States borders and then but came back in and it was two correspondence within two between two Americans within the United States. Mm-hmm. Because it technically left the border, they can they can without a warrant take that email and, and archive it. Right. Is that concerning? Dude, I don't know. Like that's where I'm stuck. That's where I'm right. stuck on. I feel like as a population we already like put so much of our own personal information on social media. Like if people are putting all of their own thoughts, every thought that they have on Facebook and Instagram and like we're, we're eliminating our own privacy. Right. So I under, I don't quite understand. Like there's a, there, I think the difference there is choice. Jake. Yeah. They're choosing to. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. They're choosing what they share and shape whatever personality or 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 persona that they're displaying on the internet where the government is literally violating privacy and knowing things about you sure i don't know i should they have the capability of doing this i don't know i'm not so sold on it but he he brings up here's another part that i found difficult is that he was saying that the United, the federal government wasn't justified in doing it. And he said, after 9-11, we, lo- we all collectively lost our minds. As if that was irrational. Right. And, right. and it was right. a bad thing that we did that. And looking back, obviously, you can say, yes, we made 
the federal government made poor decisions in the wake of 9-11. For sure. But to say that it was irrational at the time, like insinuate that it was irrational at the time and mm-hmm. we should have been smarter about it, I think is just, that's his ego again. Right? Because okay. not only, I mean, there is, I'm not going to disagree that the United States made poor choices right. after 9-11, but so would any government that just went through a massive terror attack mm-hmm. like that. But there's also this argument that David Addington and Cheney were doing everything they could to power grab. And that argument has been, been made a lot and consolidating the power around them. And Snowden brings that up mm-hmm. and brings those two up particularly. Yeah. And again, I think that those two particularly reflect kind of what I was arguing, I think, last week or the week before of this idea of 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 um, lawyers or or legis- let this interpretation of law or this interpretation of this manipulation of interpretation. Mm-hmm. Well, it technically could include this. Yeah. I keep seeing that. And with Addington, uh, there was a, a, a documentary I watched about him just being the right, the right-handed guy of just manipulating the word and verbiage to say, okay, we could technically get away with this because technically there's this legal loophole that we could follow. Mm-hmm. And it's shit that I see today even with with this administration saying well it's i mean it's not you know even the even the the vernacular of, of trump is just like well i mean i didn't say that it's like okay well now you're just playing this legal you know game mm-hmm. if you will sure so with those two consolidating power regardless i think that i get what you're saying and i'm not saying that the fear Amongst the people is unjustified. I think that Snowden brings up a great discussion. He doesn't go into it much in the in the chat with Rogan, but he does bring up a great discussion of fear mm-hmm. as a motivator. Yeah, and I think that that's something that's concerning. Um, he even talks about the Trump administration and how Trump is a product of fear, mm-hmm. and he feeds on that fear. Yeah. Um, and then you look historically on coups and overthrows and how and, and dictators rising to power and Snowden makes this argument all founded on fear. Yeah. And this is getting a little off topic, but I just think there's certain things I think he brings throughout this chat with Rogan that I watched that I think are good conversations to have. And fear is one of them. Mm-hmm. But then how much. How, how many rights or how much do you give up as a result of fear? And I think that that's where this discussion of privacy comes in with Snowden stealing the information and sharing it comes in. Sure. Because he, because he is holier than thou. He was the one to decide that this is wrong and not okay. And people need to know about it. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I think the, the capabilities of the Patriot act should have been more, should have been more transparent. Right. Um, what do you think about the parts where he's saying like there were there were those in the government who knew about it and then those who like that you couldn't talk about it because it was classified. But he he, he has this analogy of Lassie Barks. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you get that far? I know. OK, think so. so he's talking about there's certain officials in the government, mm-hmm. politicians who know about the programs that he he's working on and, and and about the capabilities of the government. And there was some saying this isn't okay, but they couldn't tell everybody that they disagree. They just kept saying words like, oh, we are concerned about 
things. They couldn't mm-hmm. be sp- specific. Um, Wyden, Wyden, is that his name? What's his name? The go- the governor or the senator in Oregon? Oh, Ron Wyden. Ron Wyden, yeah. yeah. He was one of them, I guess, who was just like kind of against the whole thing and was trying to signal to the press, like, there's more going on, but I can't tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then Stone says that that's why he did it, to basically clarify those lassie barks. Okay. So the government, there's people within the government who disagreed, but because of democracy were shut down and people voted to continue this. Mm-hmm. And I, he makes the argument that if you're in power, why would you not want to continue programs like this that give you information that could only strengthen your power? It's hard because I get in the thoughts of like, like what power, like power to enrich themselves, like themselves or their administration or, or to be able to have an information is power. The more information you're gathering, I think from your constituents or the people that you're, but is there any evidence that it was used for anything other than national security purposes? I don't know. Because I haven't seen anything like, okay. that would say like it was. It's been used really against all that. Any of that data has been used to um, as a way to manipulate public opinion. Okay. So with that argument or that that idea mm-hmm. that you're presenting, I think you have a good point as far as because his argument is like, well, everyone said that this was treason and it would lead to death and people getting hurt and blah blah blah. And he says, where are the bodies? I haven't seen anything negative come from what I, with the light that I shed, right? Mm-hmm. But also, to your point, um, oh shit, what was I going to say? <laughs> you're, say what you're saying again, sorry. Oh, I mean, I just said that you're, he's making the point that this could be turned on the American, could be, could right, be turned okay. on the American people and that it could be used as for, politicians to kind of consolidate their power over over the domestic population but i mean so like his argument of nothing negative coming from it you're also saying well what how have they used it if he if he hadn't have done what he did right would our lives be really that much different today right and that's a fair argument but i think the overall argument is that the violation of privacy yeah it is and the the power Mm mm-hmm because there, there's an element of power being able to do that. And then he makes that argument over and over as far as like these are the people of power and we're supposed to check them. But how can we check them if they know more about us than we know about them? Their ability. And who knows, like you're saying, who knows how much information they were getting and how how specific or how they were using that mm-hmm. information. Yeah. But. That's a great question, and that's a question we don't have the answer to. How much information did they have, and how did they use it? Mm -hmm. Was it simply for national security reasons? But the other other side of that coin is, although we may not know what it was used for, we know their capability. Sure. I know we we know their capability, and that's – but it's the same argument with – it's the same liberty, security – um, liberty versus security dichotomy mm-hmm. and it's an inverse relationship right and you can make 
you can make this argument for anything. It's going to be like, well, we know the capability of, of an AR-15, right. but what is somebody's liberty to own it versus the security of the, versus the security of the masses and it, it being okay. used to, you know, create a mass atrocity, uh, create a, a mass atrocity mm-hmm. by, you know, a public shooting. Right. And it's, I think it's the same thing here. It's like, there's these, um, people want to, people want to feel safe. Right. They did not feel safe after 9-11. And, I, this was, I think, I do, I have, I maybe it's just my fundamental, I guess all, it comes down to, do you believe that the, 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 the federal government is ultimately there to enhance its own power and to consolidate power in an, in an authoritative way mm-hmm. to control its population, to maintain power, to maintain its power and authority over, right. over us? Or do you, do you believe that all of the checks and balances inherent in our system, especially within our bureaucracies with civil, with civil servants who for the most part, I truly believe are there to serve their country are going to do the right thing with a, with something that has the potential to turn bad. Obviously this could be used. All of this stuff could be used in a negative way in an, like an authoritative way to control, to control us like Soviet Russia. Right. But we have civil servants that aren't a politically point politically appointed. They're 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 Those are merit based, those are merit-based jobs that where people go in and they swear to uphold the Constitution. They up swear to uphold, um, you know, the security of our nation. Right. And I, I guess I trust the wide net of this bureaucracy of hundreds of thousands of people. Right. To look out for our best interests, and th- and that in ultimately I have nothing other than other than faith. Right. Right. To say that. <laughs> That's terrifying to me, because you're you're basically saying that you're you're counting on and banking on these civil servants to be altruistic and to do the right thing for the the greater good i think many of them are look at the whistle look at the whistleblowers i understand yes but that isn't that what snowden is is a whistleblower he is and i don't and i don't agree with his with the with the full demonization of him Mm -hmm. i think i think I think the one area where the federal government went wrong is not disclosing the capa- really disclosing the capabilities okay. of this, and then making having the public make an informed choice whether they're comfortable with it or not. But but that's the system you're talking about. That is a failure of the system you're talking about. If this is the checks and balances, that formality should have happened. Well, it was up for vote amongst the population multiple times, and it kept being renewed. Yeah. It was had to be, but is that based on fear or lack of information? Every two years, but is that based on the lack of information of what they're capable of? Would it have been different if we had full disclosure on what they were capable of? We're just speculating now, obviously, but I'm saying that if that's the if this is the system and this is the checks and balances, we need to know everything. Not, you know, if we're going to make an informed decision on something. And you're saying it was renewed, but Snowden's saying, no, you didn't know everything. You don't know what they have access to and what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. And would you have been okay with it? Okay. So now we, I guess all we could do is say now is now we know mm-hmm. because of Snowden. Right. And if you are to ask the average person who even Snowden is, you're probably not going to get, like, we, we're a republic because we believe in electing people to make essentially the big decisions mm-hmm. for us. We, we hire professionals to be those decisions, to make right. those tough decisions for us. 
and we don't i guess we we kind of at that point with that so with that particular contract yeah we do abdicate some of our decision every just we do abdicate some of our decision making right and ultimately like i don't know i just i don't guess i really have a major i'm not going to be the guy that says well if you're not doing anything wrong why are you worried about it like that's a dumb argument. yeah yeah but that's the argument that's made often often but often. It's, it's an overly simplistic and, yes and if I'm stop just, fidgeting sorry <laughs> i'm a fidgeter when i talk i know you are um, that guitar pick and fidget with that okay <laughs> i yeah i don't i don't know i for the most part i just uh i, I have a hard i have a hard time really thinking that this was a um the, i don't know i think I, I i and i think i know what you're saying i mean overall i don't think the the whole point of this program these programs was to grab power it was to gain information to protect in a time of fear and a mm-hmm. time of attacks yeah where terrorism met our grounds right yeah i think that that was the goal i think one of those unintended consequences was now having the capability of Get information on every single citizen if you want it. Yeah. And now the question and responsibility is on those who have access and how they use it. Yeah. And in ever changing in an ever changing world where our enemies are uniformless and they can move across borders yes. and the federal government, especially in the, in this modern time, um you know there's going to be inherent risk with whatever you do. If you if you if you took away this this intelligence this deep intelligence gathering capabilities, what kind of what does that expose us to? And are you willing to risk that versus having the potential for government overreach and its data mining? Yeah. So That's ultimately what you have to ask yourself. I mean, are could are was was the threat that Islam like Islamic radicals were going to come to the united states and take over whole sections of our country realistic no but i don't really know of a, of a politician who is explicitly stating that even though i think there's a lot of people who hold that as as a like who hold that as like that could happen it's mm-hmm. not gonna that's not gonna happen but how many more boston bombings could there have been right snowden makes snowden makes a case in his oliver in his oliver and john oliver interview yeah that which is like a half hour long mm-hmm. that um, that's a great point. I think what you just made there. We don't know what has been stopped due to this access. In Snowden saying that it doesn't, nothing really was like it. Well, some of the 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 big programs like Prism and mm-hmm, stuff like mm-hmm. that have only stopped like a handful of really minor, potentially minor. Um, but and we're trusting his word on it, right? right. Like that's him. That's saying, what I was saying yeah. in the beginning. Is like, granted, this is all coming from him. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not vetted through a journalist or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. the processes may be. But I did want to hear this to hear his words from himself. to hear his story. It was a really, I'm glad, I'm glad that you pushed me to do this. Cause normally like, well, last week you can just go back and listen to last week's episode. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like this is dumb. Like this guy's, this guy's a nerd and whatever. But I, I came to really dislike him, Mm -hmm. but I also, but I, I'm glad that I, I got to know more of For it sure. because I'm far more educated on it now yeah. than I was. And I think it brings up a great conversation. Um, one thing that I was thinking of while we were talking, I wrote down real quick, is this, it's it's an interesting, like, you know, just an interesting case to discuss, like, fear is a, mo- a motivator to allow things, but then also fear 
now a fear of what they can do and how that affects us. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think it's interesting. Yeah, you know, we're not. Oh, we're never going to be totally safe. Right. 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 We're either trading potentially abuse by by the federal government for protection from an outside from from an outside force willing mm-hmm. to enact evil on us. And I think at the end of the day, you either have to, you don't trust your, you, you don't trust your government. Right. Um, which there should be, I mean, it doesn't have to be black or white. You can just be like, well, I trust my government, but I also want to trust, but I want to trust, but verify. Right. Right. But at the other, on the other end, like what's the realistic, what's the, what's the realistic chance of like another major terrorist attack mm-hmm. happening? You I guess it's a cost benefit analysis for sure. You got to go through and each individual person is going to come to their own conclusion on that based on their own experiences. Yeah. Um, but I just fundamentally trust in the checks and balances inherent in our system that a this potentially damaging capability mm-hmm. is going to be used in in the right way, and then if it's being abused, the right people will step up. For sure. And it's unfortunate that someone like Snowden, who felt like you know, who knows what he did? Did he try to go up the chain? Did he try to go right, to Congress? Right, I was he wondering just, that. He just—I t- don't know that. Yeah. And if he did, then and then he still and then he wasn't. He was still getting stonewalled, and then yeah. he felt like this was the last thing. But to me, it almost like in at least in the in the like two hours I've heard him. Yeah. Two hours total I've heard him talk. I've heard a couple of interviews like Trevor Noah. I think he did one with. Right. Um, he never once said like I tried to go through the proper channels like the Trump whistleblowers have. Right. Right. He just took it upon himself like, okay, well, I've had enough. I'm going to go steal this information, dump it with some journalist, and then fly my ass to Russia. It's just like, it's kind of like, I don't know. I I feel like he did not do the proper procedure because I, I do think there are checks and balances that if he went to Congress and been like, hey, I'm for, I'm, this, this is what I have. This is improper. Here's a whistle. Like basically follows what the whistleblower did in the in the um in the CIA right, with, right. with the Greek with the Ukrainian call. That ended up in a in a formal impeachment I mean proceeding. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I do agree. But then I can't help but think that one, he was young, which is no excuse really. But this idea of him now being afraid of knowing their capabilities and and just this idea of like, okay, now I must go through the proper procedures to to reveal this. Mm-hmm. But there were improper procedures done to allow this. So not everybody knows what is going on, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. But and it's it's kind of shady how we got here, but it's for the greater good. Now I have to follow the necessary steps to reveal it for the greater good. I see the contradiction yeah. there. Yeah. I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I no, think... I, I, I know you're just making a point. Yeah. I, can, I, yeah. I can separate that from your own personal opinion. You can? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done with him. But yeah, it's an I, interesting conversation. It's a great conversation to have. And um, if if you're at all interested, it, it's um, John Oliver is... Honestly, I I didn't get pushing to... Him? Uh, pushed him? Good. It pushed I'll him watch really, it. really well. It. And to the point where Kylie and I were listening to it in the car yesterday. Uh-huh. And... And we're both like, wow, like Oliver really did a great job. And for how funny he is, because he he does this whole thing with like, I don't care about any of this. You're a nerd. Just tell me about if I send a picture of my dick. What are the, what, how are the, how do the different agencies? Wait, is this uh, old? Yeah. It's like four years ago. 
Oh, I saw that. Oh, you didn't see that yes. one? Okay. Yes, dude. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I watched uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Yeah. Have you ever watched it? I've watched a couple. Pretty good. It. it is good, yeah. Did you watch the Oliver one? Mm-mm. So he talks about that. Like He's like, I'm lucky to be able to make this show, this silly show. So when I get a point, a, uh, when I get the opportunity to sit down with Snowden, I'm just going to fucking go for it. Yeah. And he's going to say dumb shit like mm-hmm. that, but he does press him on real yeah, shit. He does. Yeah. He, he's he's fantastic in what he does. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I'll I, have to rewatch that. John Oliver is a national treasure. Yeah. We're lucky to have stolen from the UK. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I know that you had other things that you wanted to get into, but I want to share um, some uh, listener texts to me. Um, I don't know if he texted for the reasons of, of discussing it on the show. Okay. But I think it's interesting um, just as far as like you and I constantly have this conversation about being in the dis- digital age and like what are the ramifications of the Internet and mm-hmm. what happens and how does that look when you're relating to politics and et cetera. Sure. So okay. did you see what Jack Dorsey tweeted the other day? Do you know who that is? No. Jack Tor- Dorsey is the CEO of Twitter. Okay. Okay. So he. Oh, tw- he's taking out political ads. Yes. Right? Okay, I saw that. What do you think of that? I haven't had a chance to think of even think about it. So do you tell me what you think? This is what he says. We've made the decision to stop all political advertising on Twitter, global uh, Twitter globally. Mm -hmm. We believe political message should uh, be earned, not bought. Why? A few reasons. And then there's a bunch of subtweets. Earned by earned, not bought. Okay, so I've heard him talk. He's been on Rogan too, and I've heard him like his mentality as far as Twitter, and it's it's. He constantly talks about that, and he had his lawyer on there with him, which was real interesting. But uh, he had his, from what I can tell, his idea as far as spreading information is the ability to let one another change each other's minds instead of having that influence. So mm-hmm. the ads, regardless of of what you may think, there there's research and studies that advertisements do work. So it's, he's saying instead of allowing for these paid advertisements. Instead, allowing for more discourse between one another mm-hmm. to then have the support for one person or the other be earned. Okay. So through through, and and he on when he's on Rogan, he talks about different examples of as far as like there have been people. I think there was a a, a trans woman who who had a conversation with someone who was transphobic, and then by the end of their discourse through the public Twitter mm-hmm. feed. They were like, oh, I guess we do agree on more than we thought. Yeah. Because of this allowance that's, of that's discourse. That's rare. Right. For social media. Right. It, it <laughs> absolutely, especially norm. on Twitter, dude. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely not the norm, but that's cool that that happened. He, he continues with, a political message earns reach when people decide to follow an account or retweet. Paying for reach removes decisions, forcing highly optimized and targeted political messages on people. We believe this decision should not be compromised by money. While the internet advertising is incredibly powerful, very effective for commercial advertiser, ad, ad, advertisers, advertisers, why is that so weird for me? Um, that power brings significant risks to politics where it can be used to influence votes to affect lives of millions. Internet political ads present entirely new challenges to civil discourse, machine learning based optimization of messaging, micro targeting, unchecked misleading information and deep fakes, all at increasing uh, velocity, sophistication and overwhelming scale. Um, It's long. 
he just keeps going. But he just says a final note. This isn't about free expression. This is about paying for reach and paying to increase the reach of political speech has significant ramifications that today's democratic infrastructure may not be prepared to handle. It's worth stepping back in order to address. Interesting. It is interesting because it is you have a CEO of a social media company here. kind of interpreting the influence of social media mm-hmm. and politics yeah. and making a decision. Sure. Bored. Oh, no, I was, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, we, I feel like we're beating the drum here with this. Yeah. And there's, there's just so much. The, the internet is, is the wild west at this point. There's virtually in the United States, no regulation on right. it. And you and I have um, said in the past, it's it's going to either be up to government or the CEOs yeah, or the companies it, to then regulate it's themselves. Pri- it's, pri- it's private right. companies. They regulate their own space. Yeah. But does the government have a role in that? Yeah. And China says yes. Yeah. China has complete ownership and they can censor and shut down the internet and at any time. Yeah. Like Obviously, that's the extreme. But... As we continue to open ourselves up to disinformation campaigns um, are rampant. Like I cannot overemphasize the just the the magnitude and the ramifications of online foreign election interference mm-hmm. from Russia and other and other you know competing nations that the risk that it poses to our national security and the in the future and health of our democracy and if we don't try to do something to combat it. Right. And how do you, how do you, it's, it's the same thing with Snowden. It's the same thing with guns. It's liberty versus security, right? Mm-hmm. Like how much willing, how much openness are you allowed to come? That comes with inherent risk. Or how much do you allow the government to try to clamp down and protect you from out, from out, from an outside, from an outside threat? Right. I, I don't know. It's a fundamental, it's a fundamental debate. And I don't know. I, I feel like we should be, I feel like the government should have a little bit more of a role in um, in that, mm-hmm. in the policing of that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just get every single social media platform choosing to do different things. Because face- Facebook, Facebook has yeah. Facebook has taken a very different stance than what yes, Twitter has done. Absolutely. So it's like you get all of these almost con- contradictory or even competing yeah. ideologies and the rule like so the rules on how to operate within those if you're an individual i mean it'd be nice if the you know the federal government is the standard setter mm-hmm. it would be nice if they set some sort of standards here some yeah, that's sort of scary parameters. though it is scary like i don't know like what do you like what do you do though yeah yeah like this is a real this is a real threat yeah foreign online foreign intervention like foreign election interference is mm-hmm. a is a real threat i kind of like jack's decision it's it's to me it, it it just reflects a little bit of this idea of money in politics. Yeah, it a does. little bit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. As far as we've seen, you know, be, people be able to really influence politicians or legislation based on money, and Twitter saying, "Well, we're going to take money out of the equation and let the people speak for themselves amongst themselves," mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. Yeah, I think it, it like you said, it, it kind of counters the approach that Facebook is taking. And it'll also be interesting to see how users of each platform interprets those two things. Mm-hmm. 
Will that hurt Facebook or benefit them? And will that hurt Twitter or benefit them? Yeah, I think it depends on how they, they see it. I think someone who... The individual? The individual yeah, sees for it. Sure. I, I think for that sure. some people are going to see it as like, well, that's just a, it's an overreaction to Trump. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. This was never an issue until Trump became president, and all of a sudden right. now you want to now you want to you know you want to censor him. Yeah. But we haven't had we haven't had foreign intervention. We haven't had this kind of foreign presence trying to sway public opinion on our social media accounts. This right. is the first time it's this has really ever happened. It's been documented that it's happened. Well, and there's evidence of isn't there evidence of like Russian accounts paying for ads? Yeah. So if he's saying international. Mm-hmm. That means no money is coming in to Twitter to pay for an ad to be created yeah. or pushed. Mm-hmm. I I think that he's on I, I think he's on the right track because I think he understands the threat. But I think you have a great point in saying is that just a reaction to Trump though yeah. in the administration, mm-hmm. which if there has been foreign interference to get Trump elected, then maybe that's the right thing. But if it's just an anti-Trump move mm-hmm. then that's also interesting so i was bringing i had an interesting conversation um, with like with my dad's friend yeah and my a friend of mine's dad, it's family close family friend he hunts gotcha. with us every saturday and we were we were we were having it was a slow hunting day so we were having a kind of a deep conversation about the, the all this and we kind of got on this topic of mm-hmm. um of foreign you know foreign election interference and and he's like well what's really the threat of that and I was, and, and I must say, I think he was, he was legitimately asking a, a question. And, right, and, and, which is and, good. Which makes me think, okay, what really is the ramification? Right, it makes right. those kind of questions when they, it seems like, well, it should be obvious, right? But is it that obvious? Right. And I kind of had to stop and think, okay, well, maybe it really isn't that obvious. And his response, and I was like, well, they're spreading disinformation. They're spreading disinformation that shapes public opinion about our elected officials, especially if they're pushing on, that they're pushing false false um information like the clintons sold our you know sold our uranium to like our uranium like or uranium mines to to russia mm-hmm. and stuff like that and that that really or uh the president obama um spent something like a billion dollars in security when he took his family to india when he was in office stuff like that it's just it's verifiably false but it right. gets spread on these email chains and just it helps further this narrative and it and it shapes public opinion in a in a way that's not in, in based on falsehoods mm-hmm. like knowing like no like they're pushing no like verifiably false they're knowingly pushing verifiably false information right. to try to shape public opinion right and and then when I when I when I said that, and he was like, "Well, isn't that what the liberal media is already doing? They're putting out f- fake information." Mm-hmm. And you, you stop and think, "Okay, well, there has been times where the New York Times has had to redact certain stories because sure. they were, or Washington Post has had to do it too." And you're just like, "Okay, well, that's the percept like right? That's the perception that they're they're all it, there's already foreigner there's already." media interference in our elections through disinformation campaigns being propagated by the fake news media right within our country within our country right so what's so what's the so what's if we're not doing anything to combat that why are we going after like why are we making trump out to be this bad guy for going out and trying to elicit foreign help in our elections he's just trying to counteract what is what's already going on with the liberal media who's spreading false information about him i mean how do i don't know how I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't believe that the. I think the difference is, is I don't believe that the lib, the liberal media. Yeah, yeah. Is purposefully 
putting out false information. They may they may get a story wrong, right? Or somebody like a, a an editor doesn't get a site like gets one source and then goes too early on a story and then it has to redact part of it because they didn't follow the proper procedures. Right. I think that's fully different than a foreign government pushing false, knowingly false information to try to sway our election. I just think I, I find that to be a fundamental difference, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm biased. Well, I don't think so. So my thought when you're saying all that, um, is so whether there is a, a evil liberal media trying to push a certain bias or an evil conservative media trying to push a certain bias or, or, or point or story or whatever it may be, I think within the country you have Team A fighting against Team B, all a part of Team C. So C is being America, mm-hmm. but it's split down into Team A and B. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. So they're all fighting within. Sure. But now... The interest between the two sides fighting. Come on, Snowden. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't know how they got put on play. I so, tried to check the time on my laptop. I um, close my laptop here. So the two are fighting within mm-hmm. for power from within. Yeah. But now you're going to allow an outside foreign entity come in and have and push what they think is best for our country. Mm-hmm. Opposed to the two within. Yeah. So inside in in the United States in this environment you have the two sides fighting for what they think is best and it's terrible that it's two sides and it's it's this or that or black or white mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And we've talked about that plenty. But they're still fighting for the the nation for the betterment of what they believe is the best thing for this country. Yeah. When you bring a foreign entity in they're they're going to push for and fight for whatever's best for their nation. Mhm. And their country. That's a key difference. And bringing that influence in is what's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know that the, their motives. With the American people and the American media, whatever, whichever one you, whichever side, if you will, support, you're still supporting a side that is within the government and for your team and for what you think is best for the government. Yeah. Um, and again, with the press, what you, like what you were saying, as far as redaction and stuff, we can hold them accountable for... The information that they give and 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 make them redact a story based on either procedures or checks and balancing their story, mm-hmm. checking their stories and yeah. saying that's just not true. Then they have to redact it and then reprint it and it's often apologize or whatever. If a foreign government spreads a lie and we find it out, how do we hold them accountable for that lie? They're not they're not beholden to the American people like the American press could be. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also another factor. That's oh, that's an excellent, really good point. I hadn't thought of really. I hadn't thought of that, um, the whole inter- you know interests thing, mm-hmm. and then being able to hold our domestic publishers accountable through one public opinion. Like if a public if a publication's only the only reason why they're getting reads is because people take what they say to be is to be tr- you know true, right. And if you lost your credibility, your credibility is everything. And if you lose your credibility, then you're, you're done. We have the ability to hold um, that, have that accountability over the, over our media. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's, but that's, that's the other point is that they, they, this whole conspiracy that, you know, the liberals have created this whole swamp and everything is that the media isn't held accountable. Right. And like when they print a false story, yeah, there might be a redaction a couple of days later, but nobody's reading that because right. people only Absolutely. read because people only read headlines. Absolutely. That's our fault. And I think if, if our if our American politics suffers for that, 
and we elect somebody like Trump, that's the consequence of ignorance on the American people. But if we elect somebody like Trump or whoever, Hillary Clinton, based on the influence from a foreign entity, that's problematic. Mm-hmm. If we do it at our own at our own fault, I can live with that. Yeah. If our own stupidity, regardless of who we elect mm-hmm. in what position, I can live with that. But for somebody else to control the thoughts and ideas of people, that's problematic. That's scary. Um, one one other thought that I had is we have a face. We have a quote air quote face to the media we know okay here's cnn here are the faces of cnn we can look up and 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 point to a ceo and executives of cnn and we can point over here to fox news we can look at the washington post and look at their their authors and writers and reporters and journalists and everything Mm -hmm. but often with these foreign entities they'll create fake things to spread fake news Mm -hmm. and we can't point to any person to say that's just not true. You're you're wrong. We can't hold them accountable yeah. with these other platforms and, 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 and publications. We can. We can say, like you said, it's based on credibility. Mm-hmm. We can say, whoa, Washington Post effed up big time here. They lose a little bit of credibility. If Russia creates a fake Instagram account that po- spreads fake news and then our cousin posts it, yeah. and we're like, dude, that's not true. Where did you get that? And they send us to that Instagram site. Who, do, who are we holding accountable? Some Russian bot? There's no way to point at that. So to take that out or regulate that, I think is important in some way. But how? Exactly. And, and what do we do? Dude, that was fire. <laughs> <laughs> no joke, dude. That was a, that was a, that was fantastically put. Thank I, you. Yeah. No. Good. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. No, that really cleared cleared up a lot of contradictions in my mind because I'm I'm thinking like you know, the the person I'm talking about had I mean really good questions and like that I had to really stop and think about because mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, we have, I mean, of course, like, of course we don't want foreign election interference in our, in our, in our, but I couldn't really like, I couldn't at the time. And it was really frustrating to me really give a solid answer as to sure. why I'm like, well, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to get people elected that would, that would break up strong alliances that yeah. are, that are, um, uh, you know, break up strong alliances that, um, impede Russia's, interests mm-hmm. and that didn't really resonate because then the, the retort was well these inter- inst- these institutions i mean america's flipping the bill from anyway what are their use and then i have to get into like well you know institutions have a have a role in international relations because of, and then just dude it, that just that gets so far in the weeds and nobody right. like i like it's more simple than that it, I think it, so. Yeah, and you put it far more simple, more yeah. simply than I did. Mm-hmm. I, I want like I want to get to like well liberalism and yeah, like, yeah, like yeah for like, sure. Let me bring in Hobbes. Yeah, and it's oh just God. Like, uh, <laughs> and then people are just glazed over. Oh, and like, yeah. nobody wants to they listen check to me out. anymore. So uh, thank you for putting that in a way that is course. far more concise. Well, and here's the point. Here's one point I want to make. One last point. It's so funny because there'll be somebody who will ask me something like that. Something so a simple question that I think the answer is so simple to, but then I'll be like, shit. I know Jake said something about this recently on our podcast. <laughs> and then I'll be like, let me get back to you. And I'll like scramble through a podcast to try to find the point that you made. Because, you know, when I'm hearing him in the moment and we have the headphones mm-hmm. on and we're tuned into yeah. one another, it's like it's different. And it's like I'm I'm into what you're saying. We're having this great conversation. But then when somebody brings it out, I'm like, shit, what did Jake say about that? Like, it was so perfect. So just well, know. we bring out the best in each other. Share the episodes. <laughs> Share the episodes. All right. Yes, please. Um if you like this, please share it. Yeah. I mean, that um, 
I, I haven't been as good. You need to share it. I did. I did <laughs> I share it. I, last week, I finally did it again. I just got um, bad okay about it. It's okay if you're so. ashamed of us. Oh, I do. I loved my... Um, sorry to get off topic. Okay. And what do you got? On, but I actually... I, I don't know if you... Did you listen to the music I put with my... Um, with my uh oh gosh my what was stories. it what was it so there was the one um with the the, the wall like the, the the sharpie on the u.s map yeah. showing where the wall would like up around new mexico uh-huh. and it's like they lined out the new part yeah of next so it's like the wall in colorado so i found the part in sam cook's um uh what a um what a wonderful world yeah where it's like don't know much <laughs> it's like it's the one of the second core starts out with I don't know much about geography. I don't know much trigonometry, and I cut. I I, I cut it yeah. to where it just it's just says I don't don't know much about geography. Yeah. I, oh, I was so proud dude. Of I do that. that. I, I do the same thing when I put music to like whatever story I'm mm-hmm. posting. I look through the lyrics to find the perfect point to make that of that post you know yeah. what i mean it's nerds dude. that was that was i had a lot of fun doing that like i see at that moment i was like oh it's gonna be so perfect you gotta start posting sharing yeah. liking we can't ask others to do it if you ain't doing it for sure <laughs> for sure all right all right happy halloween jake happy halloween jeff um i don't know were you doing anything tonight my parents are coming over oh okay because they're staying in a they're staying in a hostel wait what because my parents are building a new house i know that and they were staying with a friend of theirs who also splits time in Wisconsin, uh-huh. but they came back. Oh. So my parents moved out of that house and are staying in what they thought was like an Airbnb that was just going to be them. Mm-hmm. But it's not just them. There's two other people. In the same room? In the, in the same house. Wait. Here in Vancouver? Yeah. Oh, wow. And it's just this guy that rents out these Airbnbs, like rents yeah. out rooms in these Airbnbs yeah. to make money. Yeah. And um, I've done that one time. Dude's like super cheap. Yeah. And... Um, my parents are staying and there's like, there's like every week it's new people moving in and out. Right. And my, my, my and dad is constant. My dad is not that kind of person to be sharing space with random people. So it's, I love that. So they're coming over for, to our house for hollow to yeah. my and Kylie's place for Halloween. So what a dirty hippie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, uh, do as Jake does and like, share and subscribe to our <laughs> show. And we'll happy Halloween. Be safe. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Say what you mean. Thank mm-hmm. you.